0: And we're live.
1: We are live.
0: We haven't done one of these in a while.
1: I know it's been a, like two weeks. So many things have happened. I know. Um, grown so much.
0: I went to LA for Oscar Week and City Gala and City Summit. In in the last time we did the podcast, I got to meet Randy Jackson, Colin Farrell. Um. Who else did I meet? Wesley Snipes and... Why am I, why am I blanking? Oh, and Mario Lopez again.
1: I was going to say, how are you going to forget about Mario Lopez?
0: Shouldn't be forgetting about Mario because he's a great guy. He seems like a great guy. Um, yeah, so I'm extremely exhausted right now. I haven't had my coffee yet, so the energy level's on like a seven or six. Um, but, yeah, we're recapping. Uh, C- City Gallo is awesome. Um, great thing. The guy Ryan Long puts together... Um, sounds bad, right? The guy, the guy, Ryan Long. City Gala, Um, Ryan Long, founder, put together this three-day summit, teaches entrepreneurs, um, you know, different aspects of business from spiritual to, you know, practical to innovation, uh, technology. They have a uh, kind of pitch contest going on for investors. Startups can pitch, you know, their company. And um, yeah, it was great, man. The summit was awesome. The founder of Uggs, that guy was the best, man. Um, he he's Australian. First of all, the founder of Uggs is not not what you'd look like. Really? Yeah, he's he's like in his fifties or sixties. He's Australian. He's a surfer. He almost had like this surfer stoner vibe. Yeah. And, disclaimer: I have no idea if he smokes weed, but he had like this surfer slash stoner kind of like laid back. He's very laid back. Mm-hmm. And he tells the the funniest story about how like his house caught on fire and his buddies pulled him out of it. And then like after that, he was like, Brian, man, you got to get your life together, mate. Like, you know, like with the accent and uh, tells, goes on to tell this incredible story about how he built the company, kind of lost the company to some investors and partners and then regained control of the company later on. So it was very cool. Very, very cool story. Um Got to chill and, and talk with the CEO of Priceline. He was cool. He's respond Like when you go to the airport and you check in on a kiosk, <clears throat> that's his doing. I don't do that anymore because I just use my phone, uh, which is someone else's doing. But, you know, he's, he's pretty famous for that. CEO of Constant Contact, which, um, you know, is a widely used, you know, email platform out there. Um, so it's three days of this business summit entrepreneur stuff and then at night like they have like a celebrity come in and talk the first night was randy jackson who's really cool wish i had a samurai sword with me you know so he could sign it stepbrothers uh style there but um uh, colin farrell was there he seemed really cool man down to earth like had an Irish accent, seemed like a guy you could just grab, a, a, like, a burger and a beer with, you know?
1: Like, does he seem like the guy that would be mad at you for constantly asking Daredevil questions?
0: No, I think he he's really down-to-earth. He, he's not, like, you know, like, he gets, I think, pegged as, like, a heartthrob mm-hmm. or whatever, you know? But uh, he's not like that at all. He just seems like a guy who happens to be good at acting that's kind of, like, down-to-earth Irish you know, like, you could bust his chops if you're out having a beer, and he'd laugh it up and, and kind of give you back one. And mm. He was cool. Mario Lopez is always a class act, in my opinion. Um, and then Wesley Snipes was cool. He, I didn't know he was so into spirituality and martial arts. Like, I knew
1: the martial arts thing.
0: Yeah, I guess if you're going to play Blade, you got to be in... I guess if you're going to be in Passenger 57, which is, like, my... That's what I know him for, because that's what I grew up watching... Um, he's been in a lot of great movies though. New Jack City, which you never saw, which I can't believe.
1: I was like, You've been talking about that <clears in> the <throat> past week since I haven't seen him. I can't
0: believe you never seen New Jack City, dude. Like I mean,
1: I got Major League. That's all you need for him.
0: He is he's Serrano <laughs> in Major League. Although for some reason the guy who played him in the second one that they just like
1: s- Yeah, they chose like the weird I like that guy
0: in the second one though, man. Really? He was so weird.
1: <laughs> I remember when I was like oh god, I can't, I think I was like maybe five when I saw the sequel and I was like, Whew it looks different. But since I was so young, I'm like, that must be that must be Blade.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Blade. I mean, that's he's forever I guess going to be you know, known as Blade. Like, who's going to play him better, you know? So, and then the last night was a gala, which is like a basically orgala, which is like a fancy word for like a nice party. You get dressed up, there's fundraising, there's activities, there's an auction, there's speakers, there's great food. Um, just a great time. There's a red carpet. Again, Wesley Snipes is in the house. Um, oh, you know who was there? Bella Thorne.
1: She, oh, she's yeah, like a the, she's like an actress. Yeah, the Disney Channel, I think. girl.
0: Yeah, Disney yeah. Channel, and then she evolved into like kind of like a Snapchat star slash actress, and like there's they,
1: Snapchat
0: uh, stars. Yeah, they're Snapchat stars. You don't you you don't know about that? No,
1: I thought it was. Dude, just you like, work
0: for a social media company. You gotta, I thought it was
1: just Instagram.
0: No, there's totally like that girl Danielle Brigoli, the the Catch Me Outside girl. She has a whole show that they launched on Snapchat. Oh wow! It's like an entire show, like series on Snap. See, yeah. I
1: thought Snapchat was kind of dying after the whole. That's because
0: you, you're getting old. You got to stay connected. Yeah. All right, <laughs> this you're getting old. You got to stay connected with the kids because if you don't stay connected with the kids, fifteen to twenty five year olds who and I always say this in meetings, so I sound like a broken record, but you're you got to f- stay connected with the age group of that pushes culture forward. My mom and my aunt and my dad. Where's my dad? My mom and my aunt. And my other aunt, I'll say, are only on Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat because the 15 and 25 year olds are on there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the 15 to 25 year olds push culture and make whatever's cool cool, where the attention's going to go, and then the, everybody else follows. You know, kind of. There's no like 50 year olds really waking up like I got to get on Facebook. They're doing it because the younger generation, their their nieces, their nephews, family members, friends, coworkers are on there, and that's where you got to pay attention to. So, yeah, so they're, they're launching Snapchat shows on um, on Snapchat. You know, Daniel Bergogli has one. I think there's a few other ones probably. DJ Khaled is pretty big on there. Ty Lopez. Um, so so it was cool. There were some celebs. There were some people. The weather was incredible. L.A. is awesome. Um, the weather was so nice, dude. I was just like so... Envious. It,
1: it, um, I was envious too. You left during the snowstorm.
0: <laughs> yeah, like the day before, right?
1: Yeah, I had no internet here. Like the power kept going in and out. There yeah. was no heat. I planned in that. This. I
0: planned that. You know. Um, but it's nice to be back in New York. Actually, it's funny. The there's a big difference between LA and New York, and um, I, I kind of like notice that when I'm out there. In LA, every, everything is very spread out, so you got to drive everywhere. In New York, you spend so much time in close quarters with people. It's like Mm. on the subway, on the streets. Like, it's always dense. It's just dense. You're just forced to be around people, and I think that does something to people. It opens them up. Um, I heard a lady out in L.A. say to another woman, she said, oh, my God, I love your dress. And then the other woman was like, oh, my God, I love your spirit. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, you would never, ever, ever hear that in New York. Like, you would... (laughs) You would just never hear that. You would never hear somebody say that. Like, try saying that on the A train at 8 in the morning with four homeless guys sleeping next to you. Try saying, I love your spirit out loud. (laughs) You may love somebody's spirit. Not that there's anything wrong with saying positive things. It's just you're never going to hear that in New York. I love your dress. I love your spirit. (laughs) That was the highlight of my trip. Um you know, it's uh, it was hysterical, man. New York is just most people in New York are just avoiding eye contact with each other, because <laughs> so, like they, that might be like a crazy person, you know. Um, the highlight of the trip for me was this guy uh, from he was like Swedish or something. This musician came up to me and and he he had a, he legitimately worked with like Prince and Michael Jackson and a few other big bands, and he saw me editing some video. Uh, clips, and he was like, "Hey, how do you, how do you get your music?" And I said, "Oh, I get it from all these stock websites." And he had no idea that you. I said, "Man, you got to get on these stock. These you pay a fee or you pay a licensing fee, and, and you get to use people's music." And look, we all have our ways to get music, but I like to pay a little to get like more unique music because everything else everybody else is using. So I told him, "Why don't you, why don't you start calling these creative companies or creative agencies and saying like, Hey, I have about six hundred songs or a thousand songs in my database.'" that I've created, I'll charge you, you know, twenty nine ninety nine a month and you can use as many as you want. Or I'll charge you $99 a month. I said, man, if you call 10 companies or if let's say you call 30 companies and 10 of them say, yeah, that's an extra, you know, $1,000 a month that you just weren't making, mm-hmm. you know? And he was like, so opened up to like the opportunity. Like he was amazed that you could do all this. And I, and I just love doing that. I love, like, I realized that's like one of my main purposes on earth is to just, show people that there's opportunity. You know, yeah, you can go and do that. You may not grow up to be, you know, the the you, know, you may not be selling out Madison Square Garden and standing on stage playing, but you can still live a, a great life making money off music and who knows where you could go. You know, maybe somebody picks up your music for like a new up and coming YouTube show and then they, they bring you in to make more music for it. Or And then on the flip, this guy's worked with Prince, he's worked with Michael Jackson, he's worked with a bunch of people, Where's your YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook like video talking about the experiences in the studio? People would want to hear that. Like Michael Jackson fans, uh, fans of Prince, like they would want to hear your story about times in the studio or or on the road, you know? So man, there's so much opportunity that people just don't take advantage of because they don't know how to do it, you know? And I just love helping people out with that. So that was the highlight of my trip. Um... And it's funny, you know, when I was on the, on the trip, I met this guy, Dale, and uh, he, he's on the show O.J., the O.J. Simpson show. Oh. But I didn't know. I don't really watch TV. I'm not, like, into celebrities, and really. Um, like, if, like, this is how, I'm, how much I'm not into celebrities, right? I got excited when I saw the random Asian bald guy from Lost. That is on two episodes in L.A. at a dinner at at their same restaurant. That's like how much I could – like that guy got me pumped, but like nobody else does. Like it has to be something like I'm into, you know? Um, Like if I saw – like I I think like before he passed away, like if I had seen Anthony Bourdain, I would have freaked out because I love that guy. But not because he's a, a celebrity, because he looks like a really cool dude. I'm more into, like, cool guy, Like, I would going to say,
1: he, sound, he just looked like one of the most relaxed people in the world because, like, he has sleeves and everything. Yeah, he just
0: looks, like, relatable. Yeah. I like people that are relatable. Like, I don't like people that, you know, they're, like, a celebrity, so they feel like, you know, they need to walk on a higher level than you and they're, you know, being carted around in private hallways.
1: and. Like, that's why Joe Rogan does so good because he's, like, Doesn't act super smart and everything. He acts really down. He seems cool, yeah. And he's just like, yeah, I would hang out with him.
0: Yeah, like relatable people, I guess. Um, But uh, where was was I going with that? You ever get yourself into like a sentence and then you just... This is what happens when I don't have any coffee. My brain is not firing properly. This is what happens with coffee. Um, Anyway, celebrities, blah, 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 blah. So I'm back in New York now. Um, We got a lot going on. Life is good. Maybe I could give like two minutes of um, something on social or something like that. So, something related to our business instead of just talking about the Oscar awards. and Oh, Rami Malek won. Your boy. I know. Mr. Robot.
1: My boys were the Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse guys. Oh, Who cool. Won? Yeah. Just because of the new technology they use, this can kind of be for a little social media with the Oscar talk. Yeah. Talk about how Netflix streaming actually won. Oh, yeah. Yeah. With the Roma. Um, oh,
0: yeah. And
1: the documentary
0: and the uh, Free Solo one. Oh, Free Solo! Though. For me, that was like the greatest triumph for creators and creatives. Is that you know two people who never um, won an Oscar or had you know a limited limited careers mm-hmm. in film. They did Meru, which is awesome, but they won an Oscar for Free Solo because it was such a such a good film. Yeah, I love that movie. I tried
1: my girlfriend and I watched maybe five minutes of it. My hands got too sweaty. Are you serious? I got so. You watched the whole thing. I got hyper, I started hyperventilating and everything. Oh man. I, I'm given another chance, but like, I'm not afraid. Maybe of heights, you, fell, maybe you fell
0: off a cliff in like a past life. That's why you. I, I love. I used
1: to love heights and everything. Really?
0: Wow. Huh. I don't know, man. It's a. Uh, it's a different world, mm-hmm. right? When Netflix is doing these, winning these Oscars, and I read something today about somebody. Oh, Steven Spielberg. Steven
1: Spielberg. I was just gonna say that.
0: Like whatever, man. Like this is the new era. Like this it's a is a new
1: way of just getting more. I would say indie films into more people. Yeah,
0: films. I mean, didn't Spielberg do the film Munich? Munich is like a great movie if you ever watch it. Mm-hmm. It's about three hours though. Munich would have been an amazing Netflix series. You mm-hmm. know, just like splitting it up, splitting that three hours up into like you know. Three, uh, three parts. Yeah, maybe like six parts or something, yeah. or seven parts. Like the body, like Bodyguard. Bodyguard was awesome. Did you watch it?
1: My parents watched it, and I watched one episode, but I got confused while watching it, and apparently everyone else did. I kept thought he was saying mom to the person he was watching, and then they had like an intimate scene, and I was like, I'm not.
0: Well, they call everybody mom.
1: They're saying ma'am. Yeah, ma'am. But since they're so British, I was like, mom, nope, nope. <laughs>
0: That's not on the first episode, though. That's on like episode four or something. I
1: think I might have walked into a scene and I was like, this "Bro, is, this is weird." Listen,
0: take a, take a month off, <laughs> take a month, take a leave of absence from it. Go back and watch it again because the last episode or last two are the most intense TV I've ever seen.
1: Well, didn't it win an Emmy or Golden Globe? It
0: should. I don't know. I haven't followed it, but I thought
1: it won some award.
0: Like that time. show was phenomenal, man. So there were three scenes on that show that I've never seen such tension created. The opening scene on the train,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? The sniper scene. When he's in the car, which you haven't probably haven't seen it, and then at the end where he's got the the, the vest strapped to him, he wakes I'm just gonna ruin it for you. Spoiler alert: If you haven't seen Bodyguard, fast forward about 30 seconds. Scrub it. Dude, there's a scene like in the fifth or sixth episode where he's, they're, they're framing him because he's getting too close to the like the truth, and he wakes up with a dynamite vest strapped to him, and just like that, he just got it like strapped to him, and it's booby trapped. So he can't, like, take it off. And he has to walk, like, in the public with it to get, like, and the cops have to, they like, they think he's trying to kill everyone. They think he's trying to kill himself. They think he's a suicide bomber at this point because there's all this evidence against him. And now he's wearing a vest. And he's trying to, like, explain to them that he didn't put it on, that he was set up. And it is so intense. (laughs) Like, you just don't know what's going to happen to him. Uh, So anyway, we'll wrap it up here. Um, I guess the, the lesson here is, uh, follow the 15 to 25 year olds, what they're doing, how they're interacting new platforms, how they're looking at content online. And, uh, and then, uh, you know, don't be afraid of change, you know, and if you see Steven Spielberg, tell him that, you know, he's wrong, th- he's not wrong. He's just, this isn't, this is new. Mm-hmm. This is the new way.